You are listening to You Heard It Here Second, episode 33. The podcast is produced every Monday night and airs every Tuesday morning. More information can be found on our website, derekandsteve.com. I just am in the loop. Some people are uh, fast food insiders. It's like ESPN. Derek and Steve present... You're just too good to be true. They taste like mint, but they aren't mints because they don't meet the very specific criteria of what a mint is. What is a mint? A hard candy that tastes like mint. So you're defining mint as a hard candy that tastes like mint. Yes. A mint. A mint. So you can't have a, a peppermint? You can't have a cinnamon mint? A peppermint counts what as if, tasting like mint. What if you like have a cinnamon altoid? What is that? The cinnamon altoid is the toughest one I've encountered so far. You heard it here second. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 33 of You Heard It Here Second. I'm Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what's going on? What's going on? Well, uh, we are exhausted is what we are. Yeah. Um, it was a beautiful wedding, and that's what that song was um, for, every, for all our listeners. We both attended the wonderful... J.R. Brianna Robertson wedding, um, and it was spectacular. It was a lot of fun. That was actually their first dance song, Can't yep. Take My Eyes Off You by Frankie Valley. so we thought we'd uh, put a little spin on the show yeah, and a little, make that our intro song. A little tribute in the intro uh, oh. to John and Brianna. Which... I mean, speaking of tributes, um, I th- are we going to jump right into this? Yeah, let's jump okay, right into so it. Okay, I'll, so I'll describe it. So we... Had a wonderful time at the wedding, and, and wedding festivities ensued. A lot of dancing, a lot of drinking, a lot of merriment, and fun was had. Um, a little too late into the night, fun was had, and then there was a very early brunch, not very early, 9 o'clock brunch the next day, as it is with most weddings. So mm-hmm. we decided to interview the majority or, or as many people as we could within about an hour of waking up the day after the wedding reception. So this is what we put together. Um, everyone's kind and or can't, kind words and or just words to the new lovely bride and groom. Say something to the bride and groom, the new bride and groom. Congratulations. That was stupid. I just called to say I love you. Congratulations, Sean and Brianna. Woo! I just called to say how much I care. Why is breakfast so early? I just called to say I love you. I gotta think of something. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Say something for the lovely bride and groom. Um, I love you guys both so much. You're beautiful. Um, I hope you guys found it a lot. Jaren Brianna, I want to wish you guys congratulations again. Thank you so much for letting us be a part of your special day. So incredibly happy for you guys and really excited to see what the future has in store. All right, Julian, say something for the new lovely bride and groom. Congrats, John and Brianna. Uh, looking forward to uh, making many memories going forward. I just I don't have anything right now. I just called to say how much I care. I think I'm still drunk. I just called to 
Your wedding was beautiful. I cried. Say something to the new lovely bride and groom. Uh, you guys did it. You're in love. You got married and you didn't fall in the harbor. John, say something to the lovely bride and groom, John Griffin. Sup? Sarah, say something to the bride and groom. Congratulations to Ariana, I'm sorry this is lame. If you tinkle when you sprinkle, please be a sweetie and wipe the CD. Looking at you, John. And Brianna, remember with enough patience and love and fortitude, John will be able to hit every single bathroom in North America and still be a great husband. Love you guys both. Looking forward to seeing you again and have a happy, happy moment. Uh, congrats, guys. You guys look great in the stat filter. One love, JR and Brianna. You guys are great at MSU. John and Brianna, amazing wedding. Uh, thank you both for inviting us and what a great time it was. It feels like just yesterday we were all hanging out in 90 uh, and you guys have come a long way since then. So I'm real happy for you guys uh, and wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Thanks for everything. John and Brianna, spectacular wedding. Fun times had all around. Um, thank you so much for having me as part of the wedding party. Um, and now you are officially JR and BR. Have a great life. So there it is, the collection of uh, our friends at the wedding and John and Brianna's <laughs> friends uh, wishing them uh, happy wishes the morning after the wedding when yes. they're not feeling so hot. Yeah, so um, that was fun. That was probably more fun to record even than it was to listen to because people were in rough shape. <laughs> yeah, um, but it was a lovely, lovely wedding. Yes, like very a much. Spectacular time. Um, I had the honor of being in the wedding, so I got to see all the behind the scenes, and it was definitely well put together. Oh yeah, everything it, was. I mean, we all got to experience it, and it was so fun. It was out on um, the Hyatt Regency Harbor side, so you got a beautiful view of the city. The weather was beautiful. Honestly, it couldn't have, couldn't have been better, better weather. Yeah. Weather was perfect, and that was the biggest variable for them because a lot, you know, half the wedding was outside, and even the indoor part was sort of in a tent, which severe weather could have impacted. So, the weather was the big variable, and it was uh, all aces on the weather side. So, uh, after that, came out good, and uh, just a beautiful wedding. Every, everything went as we hoped, and that was the result of their friends. Um, yeah. So that's the last time we see Jr. Forever, forever. Probably. Yeah. So. <laughs> which is a bummer. <laughs> No, yeah, okay, it's too so, bad. But it's too bad. Uh, it was great seeing you, Jr. It was a great time. So <laughs> yeah, talk to you later. <laughs> yep. So uh, that's that. Once again, congrats to Jr. and Brianna, and that brings us into the second quarter. Special guest. Should we just go right into it or, yeah. or give yeah. a little background? So uh, yeah, a little background. Go ahead. Special guest Kevin Doherty. Um, we're gonna get him in the on the line shortly. Was apparently an Olympic race walker or a very uh, highly touted race walker yeah. in high school. <laughs> Still holds his high school record. So um, let's give him a ring. All right, and now we have Kevin Doherty on the phone. Kado, Kado, tell us how you're doing. Yo, what's up, guys? What Glad up? to be here. <laughs> this is your first um, podcast. Good to hear from you guys. Yeah, right. Long time. I haven't. I haven't been to visit in a uh, in a while so yeah. too long well you got to make it up because yeah. um we and we actually heard you told us the story before this but you could race walk up here if you wanted to <laughs> so we thought we'd have you on the uh, show because you are be a, there in a few hours <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you are a potential olympic hopeful at one point um you hold your yeah i like to your, say go ahead i like to call it a uh, a former potential olympian Yes, so I like to use. with the Olympics just ending, 
Um, we and, and race walking, actually, we'll have you talk a bit about, did you watch this race walking Olympics? Is that what, what the tweets started about? Because it was nuts. Yeah, so um, even though I am a former race walker, I actually <laughs> have trouble watching it. Um, <laughs> did you see what it happened? Makes me like, it makes me like super uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> yeah. Like the way these guys are moving, it looks like they're causing serious long-term damage to their hips. <laughs> like Did- I just, I, it makes, I don't do well with like blood or other, other like body things like going in the wrong direction. So yeah. race walking just makes me super uncomfortable to watch. So if you didn't watch this, listen to this. So the lead guy, I think he was from France. He was, he said he was feeling like not up to par before the race. And then he started and he like, he was crushing the competition and they're like 30, like 15, 30 mile races. And so he's, he's like in the lead after like 20 miles and he starts like, there's a brown substance, like a lot of it down the back of his legs. And he starts to like waver and he's like basically pooping himself and he's ahead by like a mile He's just like right doing that weird race walk and like the cameras are trying not to be behind him because it's gross. And then he collapsed and had to be like taken out on a stretcher. And that's that's in race walking. <laughs> so, yeah, you, I mean, uh, it's it's a grueling sport. <laughs> you're, um, you're living I've on the air. <laughs> and that was uh, so that French guy was Johan Dennis. Um and he's an absolute legend. <laughs> yeah. An absolute legend in the sport of race walking. <laughs> yeah. uh, world record holder. You know what's crazy about all of this, though? Is like, he's like a three-time like European champion, world record holder in race walking. He won't be known for anything other than shitting his pants. <laughs> <laughs> that is That's so true. Excellent, I mean, excellent point. I, I already <laughs> I, I say give him the trophy. Yeah. I love it. So from- I mean, I mean, you guys didn't even know his name. You just <laughs> that is true. That is also true. So from one record holder to another, uh, let's shift the conversation to you, who is also a record holder. So we want to talk to you about your past uh, in this grueling sport of race walking. So tell us a little bit about how you came up in the game. Yeah, um, I have a long history with the sport. Um, you know, I, I did a little track in... In high school, wasn't wasn't the best. <laughs> um, pretty average all around. Well, let's uh, probably let's, probably let's, showed up to three out of five practices a week. <laughs> well, let's be um, honest. You you weren't the best runner or sprinter because eventually you were the best race walker, correct? Right. I definitely I found my little niche um, <laughs> where where I excelled, um, and that was race walking. So I you know I wanted to. Uh, to set a record before I graduated. Um, went to a school with a lot of history, uh, a lot of all American <laughs> a lot of, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's former Olympians there too. Um, so all the real records were kind of out of reach. <laughs> so I had to find a little bit of a loophole and I did that with the one mile race walk. Um, and we happened to go to this this meet at at Brown, where they offered the the race walk. I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> and all I needed to do was go there, finish, not get disqualified, and I was good to go. Um, 
and it's like super easy to get disqualified. Like there's really weird rules. Yeah. Actually, there's only two two rules. It's like you have to have one foot on the ground at all times, and then the other one, which is where most people get disqualified, you have to keep your legs straight until it's completely underneath your body, and then you can like bend your knee. So, um, was, so that's why they do that. Like weird. And this was your fir- th- this was your first time actually doing it, correct? Um. No. Oh. So I told my coach about this, and he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, I happen to know somebody at Yale, and we used to have um, Saturday practices at Yale. Um, and he brought me up, and he introduced me to this lady who, like, showed me how to do it. <laughs> so I went to, like, three race walking practices. So wow. I became an expert pretty quickly. All right. Um got my got my motion down got my form and uh <laughs> dude so we went up to this race up in providence and <laughs> i mean it's a two-day meet i'm only there for this one race walking event <laughs> so it's like the last event of the entire uh of the entire meet i'm just like hanging around when i get there i find out it's a co-ed race yes so i'm like <laughs> there's like no winning and it's an indoor track, so it's eight laps. So I got to go around the track eight <laughs> times doing this shit. <laughs> and um, this is just like basically like a nightmare scenario. Um, but I look at the other guys, and I'm just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smoke these fools. <laughs> and what happened is we started the race, and I immediately fell in the back. Like, this is like what these kids did. Like, they were race walkers. And, yeah, like I said before, co-ed race, I got lapped by every single person in the field. I was dead last. Like, it was, it was brutal. Um, But there's a bright side. Like, yeah, I finished. And um, I did not get disqualified. Uh, And the guy who was running the race brought us all together afterwards and you know he, he, t- he talked to each of us and he pointed at me he's like you i really wanted to disqualify you and then he went on to say, to say like hey man if you get your form down and he's saying this in front of everybody else too, <laughs> like you you're gonna whoop all of these kids and he goes then he asked me about colleges he's like you know have you, have you made your decision yet he goes well you know i'll tell you what why don't you send in an application to the University of Maine? I'm the track coach there. I want you to come and train with me. Um, you know, we'll get you out there race walking every day. Uh, we can we can get you, you know, flying around the country or on the bus. Um, and he's like, in four years, we got the London Olympics to get ready for. Yes. And I was just like, whoa. <laughs> I've done this. I've done this three times, <laughs> four times now, <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, I'm like an Olympic prospect. A potential Olympian. <laughs> yeah, Olympic prospect. Race <laughs> and, uh, you know, he gets my contact information, like he's like emailing me about uh, these upcoming races. I don't think I ever really responded to any of them. Um and I, that's kind of where my race walking career ended. I retired after I set that record. Yeah, that, that was what you were after. Uh, but you did set the school record, right? I set the school record, 
And what was the time? I graduated. I, I moved on. Time was 10 minutes and 35 seconds. <laughs> um, pretty, pretty freaking quick. <laughs> what? How, um, how fast was the winner? Yeah, what was the winning time? Do you remember? I think it was like eight minutes and something. I don't know. Maybe a little bit faster. Okay. Probably like seven minutes. Wow. He was way ahead of me. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, if I had the proper training... Freaking blue biome. Potential Olympia. You could, have, you could have been there in London, or behind. Yeah, I could have been there in London. And in probably Rio, would have been reaching my probably would have been pe- reaching my peak right about now for Rio. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you right behind poopy pants Francois. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the problem is, and this is probably why I'm not an Olympian. Um, there's there are very few things in life that I would shit my pants. For. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's true. You know, it's probably if it ever gets to that point. I'm definitely. I'm like. I'm pulling myself out. <laughs> so, so race walking gold medal is not one of them. If that, if that's no, what it costs. Um, <laughs> no, I wouldn't <laughs> my pants for that. Uh, dude, <laughs> your pants is like a. It's a traumatic experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, and let's. Then, <laughs> and then doing that like on national television in a sport that nobody cares about. Yeah. I agree. You, you know. You're right. You go. You go down as that person. Like that's. You're right. We didn't know his name. We that's just your calling knew card. Some guy pooped his pants, race walking at the you, Olympics. You can't just be the the Olympic <laughs> shitter. Um, uh, like well, nobody gives a f- that you're an Olympian. <laughs> you know. Well, <laughs> speaking of speaking of shitty Olympians, uh, Ryan Lochte was in some trouble pretty recently. Did you hear about any of that, or are you up to speed I, on the Ro- Lochte story? I have been following it. Um, I wouldn't say closely, but I know what's going on. All right. Well, give us give us your hot take, the Ryan Lochte hot take. Um, so I'm big Lochte guy. Oh. And yeah, <laughs> everyone everyone is kind of turned on Lochte on this. Um, see, I'm not a big fan of like third world countries. <laughs> 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 here's, so here's my hot take coming through. All right, this is gonna be hot. Fire, fire. The, when I saw like the headlines, like judge orders, you know, passports to be revoked or whatever that was, you know, these guys to be held. I was like, this is, this is like classic like Brazil shit. Like people are getting murdered in the streets there, like kidnapped every day. But like just a little bit of bad press, and this is like their number one priority. That. <laughs> Like proving that Ryan Lochte was not ro- robbed at gunpoint, <laughs> yeah. um, and I also think like Ryan Lochte definitely still believes he was robbed at gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably blacked like, out. I don't like in his head. He's yeah, some <laughs> guy from the favela was had a gun to his head, <laughs> and I I haven't really watched any of his interviews. I'm sure they were like a a treat. Um, but that guy is so dumb. He's so dumb. I agree. Yeah. What'd you think of the white hair? I mean, what, what the white hair that was, um, that was stupid. That was stupid. I was not. Also agree. Turn, turn green and chlorine. I was not, I was not happy with Lockheed for that one. Um, usually big fan of Lockheed, but that was, that was bad. That was was tough. Yeah, I agree. 
Well, Cato, thank you so much for joining us. Do you have any parting words or any any uh, words of wisdom for all our listeners or any or any final hot takes for us? Um, I think just you know some some life advice. If you really want to get um, what you want in life, you got to be able to <laughs> pants for it. <laughs> That's words to live by. Words words take to heart. Well, well, Cato, thanks so much. Um, Listen to this tomorrow morning. We'll, well, I guess everyone's listening now, but um, we'll send this directly to you and, and you can take a listen. It's pretty funny stuff already. <laughs> All right, sweet. All right, I'll talk to you later. Give it a listen. Come up Thanks to, for having me on, guys. Come up to Boston soon, man. I'll, I'll try, to make, it. I'll try to make it there soon. All righty. All right, see you later. See you, Kato. All right, see you guys. Well, how about that? That was, that was how something. How <laughs> about that? Kato, spectacular interview. Um, that one's going to go down in history, I believe. <laughs> I do not disagree with that one. Yeah, so. some hot, hot takes, some great <laughs> stories. I think very good guest. Yeah, very good great podcast guest. guest. Good, well good, done. Um, good uh, radio presence. I think over yes, the phone. He we, gets we've, it. Yeah, he's one of those people that gets it. How to how to do the radio interview? How so. to do radio? So uh, that's it for the second quarter, and thus the first half, and brings us into the second half, which is started by the third quarter, which is fantasy football. First mm-hmm. time we've been doing fantasy football. Uh, we figured a lot of people are having drafts come up. Yep. We're not uh, going too thoroughly into this because I don't. We, we probably never will, to no, be honest, because we, we cover a, a broad range of topics each show. So we're never probably going to dive deeply into fantasy football. But as we've mentioned a few times, Steve is unbiased this year. No, no teams. No teams. I do have a few teams, but still try to be unbiased. Uh, and I giving see one of your players on here already. One of yes, that's true. Uh, <laughs> I did draft a couple of these players, um, but <laughs> they I drafted them for a reason because it's in the preseason. Your biases can reflect because it's like the. You drafted your team based on what you were seeing right. as insight. So, well, here's let me give you my background credentials, and then we'll <laughs> we'll jump into it. So, Steve's fantasy sleepers read see examples. Garrett Cole two years ago called that out of the gate Cy Young Award contender. Devonte Freeman last year, best running back in the league, called that last year. Daniel Murphy this year, basically got him in round fifty nine um, for baseball, and he's the best hitter in baseball. So. There's some there's some quick hits, um, and and to give some background to these unbelievable sleepers. So I'm gonna do a quarterback, a wide receiver, tight end combo, and then a running back. So my quarterback sleeper, and not really a sleeper, because there's plenty of quarterbacks to go around this year. Weirdly, at least for fantasy, um, but my sleeper, who I think is undervalued, is Andy Dalton for the Bengals. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton. Um, he's always been very solid. He he gets a little. He has a little injury prone, but it's not like very big injuries. Well, probably because he never wears his helmet. Yeah, <laughs> because he's never wearing a helmet. He's just flaming red hair on the field. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think he's going to be very good. He's got a good wide receiver, wide receiving core. A.J. Green didn't do as well last year as he should have. I think Andy Dalton's the sleeper there. Um, tight end, I'm going to go Jordan Cameron for the Dolphins. The Dolphins' offensive line is way better now. Um, they can, so he won't have to block as much as he did last year. Um, I, I think Tannehill's a good quarterback. They, they've got a good running core, running core to spread out, spread out the defense. So I, I think it, I think uh, he's my sleeper there. Um, and Devontae Booker for the running back for the Broncos. Uh, the Broncos have always had weird, like, um, what's it called when you uh, platoon? They've always been yeah. platooning a few people, um, and it doesn't work out too well. Or they all, or they all do pretty well. Yeah, right. So if um, the quarterback suck as, as much as they're supposed to do, then he's going to get a lot more carries. And I think the Broncos are, are Super Bowl defending champs. Yeah. So 
Very true. And they and there you go. Th- that by committee approach often ends up with somebody seizing that lead role for fantasy purposes for for several weeks. Like you yep. know, like a CJ Anderson, um, Ronnie Hillman, those type of guys have become good fantasy players yep. for the Broncos, even though they're not really necessarily great great feature backs. Yep. Um, and my busts are obviously the worst, <laughs> literally the worst player in football, Andrew Luck for the Colts. He's a, a garbage receptacle of a quarterback. He's got a big, stinky, gross neck beard. He slobbers all over himself, and he's just bad at football. I call, I've been saying it since he was drafted. Derek? You have been. You I've have been saying been. it since you he was drafted. Been. He brings an, an average team to the first round of the playoffs every year, and everyone thinks he's the best quarterback in the world. No, he stinks. Don't draft him. I drafted him last year. Still stunk. Uh, my other busts, uh, Keenan Allen for the Chargers. Had a great year last year. Unbelievable. Um, but they were just targeting him 50 times a game. They were just throwing it to him every single time he was around. He had never gotten over 800 yards before, and then all of a sudden he has, I don't know, 1,200 or 1,400. Whatever he had, it was a ton. Um, so Keenan Allen, they've got a few more. They drafted a bit more on the offensive side. Um, I think Phillip Rivers is going to be a bit better, so... I think he can spread the ball out a bit more than just forcing it to Keenan Allen. Um, and then my last bust is any stupid Cardinals running back. <laughs> um, don't draft David Johnson. Um, obviously, don't draft Chris Johnson. And for God's sake, don't draft Andre Ellington. Because I've drafted them all before. I've drafted them all, and they've all stunk. Um, the Cardinals are overrated. They are not as good as they seem. It's a flash in the pan. Their defense is good. David Johnson, Chris Johnson, Andre Ellington... You heard it here first. Suck. <laughs> that one is a hot take. That's Actually, the hot. There's you got two hot busts. takes there. You got, got two, two hot takes. takes. Andrew, Andrew Luck and David Johnson are two Keenan hot Allen's takes. Keenan Allen's a safe bust pick. Yeah. Uh, the other two are, well, Andrew Luck is, I'm not a big Andrew Luck fan. Um, there you go. Who is? I, I, so for, for full disclosure, we talked about this yesterday. I drafted Andrew Luck this year. Um, yeah. You're dumb. It was, it, was a late, it was late to draft him. It, most of the other quarterbacks, he was hanging around long, so so I think that you still draft him if he's there late. But I definitely don't draft him like he's a top five quarterback anyway. at all. And my bonus super um, deep sleeper, uh, Jay Ajayi for the Dolphins. Yeah, he's he's a big bulking back, gets a lot of um, like inside, a lot of touches inside five yeah. yards, and so I think the Dolphins are going to have a hard time finishing with Lamar Miller. He's a little scat back, so uh, Lamar Miller's on Houston. Oh no, yeah. who, so who's uh, there? Aaron Foster. Arian Foster, Foster yeah. Sucks. So, also sucks. I mean, he's also Foster won't get Old. the goal line touches either. Exactly. So, so Jay Ajayi, Dolphins. So there you back. go, deep sleeper uh, Ajayi for the Dolphins. So now my uh, my sleepers, I have two receivers and one running back for you for sleepers. So first we'll go uh, a wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns, Corey Coleman, uh, superstar at Baylor. Go look up his highlights. Guy's ridiculously athletic and fast um, on the outside. Reunited with Robert Griffin the third, who is the uh, comeback player of the year this year. Uh, gonna Wow. Come back on track with Cleveland. There's your Cleveland, Cleveland's the city champions now. Um, so <laughs> true. Uh, Corey Coleman, the Baylor connection there, uh, definitely take a flyer on him. He's a massive play type of guy, and Cleveland needs weapons. Um, with Josh Gordon suspended for four weeks, he could take over as the number one receiver on that team. Uh, number two, Sammy Coates, uh, another big athletic receiver for Pittsburgh. He came he came on a little bit last year, made some strides, and Martavis Bryant this year uh, is suspended for the season. So... Uh, Pittsburgh needs a number three receiver there, and I think he even jumps. He could jump up to number two over Marcus Wheaton, who has kind of overwhelmed in his career so far in Pittsburgh, and they need another guy besides Antonio Brown. So Sammy Coates, number two. Number three is Paul Perkins. He is a uh, running back for the New York Giants. The Giants have had a running back by committee for a while, and Andre Williams stinks, unfortunately. Yeah, it um, sucks. <laughs> I wish he didn't stink, but he does. 
Uh, Paul Perkins is one of their draft picks this year, and he's kind of more of a scat back type. Uh, but he definitely has high upside there. And Rashad Jennings is 31 years old uh, at running back, so he could easily falter. And Perkins could be the best running back on the roster there. So uh, take a flyer on him late in your draft as well. Fantasy busts on the flip side. Thomas Rawls is my first one. He's getting drafted very highly uh, for Seattle. I'm nervous about this guy. Uh, everyone thinks he's Marshawn Lynch. I mean, it's more than that. And, uh, you know, you have to sustain that ability to be a top-notch running back. And I can see Rawls having a little bit of a letdown after a lot of people just anointed him. I mean, you remember what the perception of Rawls was when Lynch got hurt. It was like people viewed Rawls as Lynch yeah. when Lynch got hurt. And it's like it's not quite like that. So I like Rawls, but I don't I don't spend a very high draft pick on him this year. Uh, Jeremy Langford, number two, he's Matt Forte's replacement in Chicago. He's going to get a huge volume of work probably in the beginning of the season, but I'm not too excited about him. He didn't have, he, he kind of relied on some touchdowns last year and he's going to need to keep doing that. And the Bears offense is not exactly stellar to me. So I'm, I'm nervous about Jeremy Langford. And number three is Demarius Thomas, obviously a beast of a receiver. Um, but Broncos quarterback situation is terrifying this year, having lost both of their QBs from last year. You have Mark Sanchez, who is currently apparently losing the quarterback race um, to Trevor Simeon, I believe, who's a something fifth-round pick from Northwestern. Uh, he's starting the third preseason game for them, which is usually the indicator of who the regular season starter will be. So Broncos quarterback situation is not good. Demarius Thomas was very uh, inconsistent when Tim Tebow was there. Uh, he was obviously still a, a dominant physical receiver, but very inconsistent. So I'd stay away from him as your as your top number one receiver. And my bonus deep sleeper, uh, deep sleeper like Steve had, is Justin Hardy for the Falcons. Um, the Falcons picked up Mohamed Sanu to play across Julio Jones, but Hardy's number three. And I think he has a high upside in the slot for Atlanta. Um, they got to do something different. They can't chuck it to Julio Jones every play. <laughs> so uh, Hardy has some upside as a slot receiver, especially in uh, PPR leagues. So there you go. There you go. Three busts, three uh, sleepers for each of us. Tank them to, take them to the bank. Yeah. So... When you draft, if you draft any of these people, actually, please let us know um, yeah. if you if you haven't or if you've already completed your draft, because we would like to add, kind of get updated on how they do. Yeah, we, we'll keep track a little. You only we, you only have two of these people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and including mine, Andrew Luck. So. I don't have any. Yeah, I oh yeah, I do have I have Andrew Luck too. So, so I have three of the. So we're not gonna be tracking them too hard, but if you have any one of them, yeah. Especially Andrew Luck, let us know. Yeah, and we could cross sucks. paths again because we'll every week once football's up and going, we'll probably do a little bit of a fantasy segment. So we we can keep uh, keep tabs on it. But yeah, let us know and uh, hold us accountable if we're wrong. We'll take yeah. the heat. Take the heat. I'm certainly gonna hold Maybe, you accountable. Yeah, I mean, yeah, same. And we'll uh, we'll get the Snapchat segment going again. People can send in their angry Snapchats mm, at us for, for losing their fantasy weeks. I doubt so, it. Uh, so that's it. Third quarter's over. Boom. And brings us to the fourth quarter, which is the night of. And. Epis and Taco Bell. And Taco Bell. Um, but we start with the night of. The so, night of. Uh, episode seven. Uh, and I see, seven here, out of eight. I, I see here you've written uh, a, a proposed alternate title uh, so, for the yes, show. Yes, I've thought about writing a letter and, and asking him to change <laughs> the title so that we could better understand the show. Um, I suggested, instead of the night of, the unspecified number of days and nights following the night of. I like that a lot better. It's because there's basically nothing about the night of up until... There's like little snippets of the night of, but it's it's told through the trial, which is also only five to ten minutes of each episode, yeah. while 50 minutes is people getting shivved in prison. Yeah, and people being alerted to cats and... 
lawyers making out with defendants and yeah, it's and a whole lot of stuff. It was yeah. So this, so the one thing I'll say because there's a lot of a lot of stuff happened this episode, a lot of stuff that may or may not matter because yeah, there's yet. one episode, there's one episode left. left. Exactly. Unless this is a two hour episode or a longer episode, I have a feeling we're going to be disappointed because there's a lot of loose ends. Loose ends that I'm very like. If this was ten episodes, I feel like I'd be, I'd be much much more pumped about Agreed. the ending. But there's a lot of loose ends, and it stinks because they're good loose ends. Yeah, it's not like Lost, where they where they used to throw you a question, you'd be like, "That's funny." Who ca- <laughs> next? What's next? Who cares about that? That's cool. Yeah. Okay. What's next? Like you kind of just these are all these are all very important, tangible, yeah. tangible, answerable questions, and. Yeah, you're right, and I'm led to believe it's not going to be a two-hour finale. Uh, game uh, HBO doesn't tend to do that. Am I am I wrong? Am I misremembering no, they, anything? They don't. They I mean, don't. they have two they have two shows that they advertise highly that follow the night of. So yeah. I really don't see them making a two-hour finale unless they maybe started it early. I don't know if that's something they would do or not. Um, I can't see them running it from nine to eleven because then you've pushed back the other two shows. So I think. I agree. It's a lot that now has to be answered, especially if they're going to answer it all in the same way they have been answering it through the court. Because yeah. if they answer it through the court, then we're, then we're either going to be in the court the entire episode or we're not going to get the answers. So yeah. so I'm kind of like the prison stuff is not like it's not getting to the it, climax. A little like of it was nice, but it's nice because it's an interesting story. But there's no like there the character yeah, development for people on the fringe of the prison. Yeah is like not enough like I don't really care about what's happening to other people in the yeah, prison. Yeah, there's there's like the guy that helped him to sneak the cocaine in and it's like yeah. he, he 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 kills himself and now suddenly the new uh issue in the plot is like how that happened and then they find out this yeah. other guy did it and they All go, in one they have this plan like, to go kill him and what is that going to amount to in this? Like yeah. the fact that Freddy went and killed that guy at the end of the episode, what is it going to amount to at all? Like, yeah. cuz like the ne- cuz we'll never see Freddy again after this episode. Yeah. So like <laughs> yeah. I, I care about the reason I'm watching it, the night of, yeah, not the few days in prison, and they also they yeah, don't tell you how long things have been. Like, and, and there were little there were little stretches during the uh, questioning in the court that they revisited all the stuff that yeah. we talked about. Like, why was that guy? Uh, you know, were, that guy was not alone. Like, were, how about so, the guy with the, the hearse? So there's spoilers. I'm, I'm about to say a big spoiler um, is the part where he hands when she re- recognizes that he handed him the the inhaler. The inhaler. He took evidence and gave him the inhaler. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. Detective work. Yeah. Like things I didn't catch. Or, yeah, or the knives, like the knives yeah. missing. Or the knives, exactly. Or There's the one knife missing. missing. There's one yeah. knife missing. Or like you, the guy finally said the back doors never are closed. Yeah. So anyone could walk <laughs> yeah. in at any time. <laughs> yeah. And that's the first time you hear about that. Yeah. And so a lot of that stuff in the, and so the, I guess the long story short is that's our, that's our hope. That's the thread that we're holding on to right good, now is that all that stuff they introduce is just in a in a sandstorm coming in the court in episode yeah. eight, but it's like, I don't know. It's and the cat has to mean something. The cat, yeah, the feet have to mean something. The re- like the fact that she did drugs has to mean something. Yeah, Dwayne Reed, the other the other black guy has to mean something. Yeah. The ex husband has to mean something. The, her, the hearse guy, the hearse guy has to mean something. I mean, it's there's a lot of loose ends. There's a and, lot. Like, yeah. The fact that that Nas is still. Not telling them things and like he yeah. was actually kind of a, a loser douchebag. Yeah, he, it's it's frustrating. I mean, the fact that um, that uh, his lawyer didn't know about the fact that he uh, 
threw a Coke can at someone's face in the cafeteria and gave them like 12 stitches. I mean, even if he doesn't tell you that, it's something you should yeah, research. Yeah, it's both. Yeah. Like, yeah. look at his history of not, violence. We know that don't Nas just, is an idiot. He's not going to Don't just help ask his, him. He's not going to help himself in this situation because he hasn't helped himself the entire series. But, like, now that you found out that he pushed a kid down the stairs and you never knew about it, well, you, you got to go dig up all of his school files and yeah. figure out, okay, what else did he do? Like, we need all the information here. Yeah. How, how do you not have that information? So it's stuff like that that is a little frustrating. And then, and then there's a love interest, apparently. <laughs> the, the the dumbest. The Like, oh something God. where I, I... It was like, I thought it was a dream. It, I thought it was a joke. Yeah. I was like, I, I literally put my hands up. I was like, what? is That's not supposed to happen. Yeah. So, another spoiler. Um, there's a love interest between <laughs> Nas and Ms. Kapoor, the, the person who's defending him. And you know that's on camera. You, and you like, know it's, it's on camera, and you know it's stupid. Like it's so dumb. Yeah, like, it's just people making bad decision after bad decision. Yeah, and she knows it instantly, and it's yeah, like duh. it's like oh crap! Like I gotta I gotta go. Like <laughs> well uh, yeah yeah bad on multiple levels. Yeah, so Ugh. a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we've been saying this all season. We have to hold our judgment. There's one episode left. We can this is a, we can let it rain on this show after yeah, next week. If, if next episode's bad, this show will have been terrible. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But if it's good, it goes down as an it, excellent show. Yeah, that's... <laughs> it's weird. This is what we said before the Lost finale. Yeah. Even though we knew there was no chance that the Lost finale was going to live up well, to Well, that itself. was because we had to live through seven years, years of it. Of yeah. It. This is... Yeah. Yeah. But but it, but it is true. In a in a little miniature version, this is a final episode that could make it terrible or phenomenal. Yeah. Really. I, I mean, because the criticisms of it being too slow, you know, it did catch up in episode six, then seven was slow again. But if eight is just unbelievable and, and closes everything out well I'm I don't know I'm starting to get nervous it won't I'm starting to get really nervous that it's going to I know I know yeah, <laughs> me too so let's end it there because there's potential yeah, there's yeah. there's p- potential Agreed. for it to be great so let's Agreed. just uh, let's just assume one more episode they know what they're doing yeah we'll figure it out all right next everyone's favorite segment of the <laughs> podcast Taco Bell news um, two quick things in Taco Bell news this week Apparently, available only in Canada is something called Papa Supreme, which is basically poutine. Poutine is big in Canada. It's it's French fried French fries covered in gravy and cheese. It's it's a delicious, heart clogging treat. <laughs> um, in at Taco Bell, you can get French fries covered in the nacho cheese, beef, basically like nachos with French fries instead. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds delicious. Everyone wants it. America's dying for it. We yeah. need it. I need it. Let's bring it up. Yeah. Second thing, they're making chicken chips. So I think Taco Bell's starting to get into the chi- into the chicken game. Um, they're making little triangles. It's like chicken nuggets, but yeah. they're little triangle flattened out chip mm. chicken things. Um, they're also doing a, I think I might have mentioned this last time, a chicken chalupa or a, a, a chicken-free chalupa or something. I don't know what it's called, but it's the taco shell is fried chicken. It's like breaded oh, yes. chicken in a shell, and yep. they put all the stuff in it. Um, also, unbelievable idea, a freak of nature food. Uh, chicken should not be shaped like a taco, <laughs> but I'll allow it if, it if it tastes good. So we'll see how that pans out. But that's all we got for Taco Bell news. Two potential new items. Walking nachos is still also on the horizon, so everyone's excited for that, and uh, we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah, my prediction is that Papa Supreme is um, being held off in America until uh, football season. 
That's my. That's just the first I heard of it was when you just told me about it. But that's my now no, new new prediction is that they're waiting for a big marketing play that's going to be partnered with some NFL thing. That's not a bad idea because that's a great time to have them on Sunday watching football. Yum. We could even drive the Taco Bell to get them and to come back here to watch don't football. Don't even say it. <laughs> don't even joke about uh, it. <laughs> All right. So uh, that ends the fourth quarter. Ends Taco Bell news. And ends uh, all four quarters, which brings That's us to the final it. drive. Final drive so for boys wanna, and girls. Do you want to go first or second? I'm going to go second, second today, Derek. Okay, okay, okay. I'll go first. Thanks, pal. So I have uh, a rare, You heard, maybe you heard it here first, uh, final drive, which is a review of Madden 17, the video game bum, bum, bum. that comes out today as you're listening. But somehow last night when we were recording, I have already played it. So, wow. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I know. I'll keep that a secret. No, I'm, I won't keep it a secret. I have EA Access, which is a Xbox thing that you can try the games before you buy them, before they're released. But a full version, not just a trial. So a quick review of Madden. I haven't bought a Madden game in about five years, I think. Probably since Madden 12 or 13, maybe was the last one I actually owned. Uh, this, so I... So you know that's a big gap that we're talking about. I haven't actually really dived into a Madden game in a while, but dove. this seventeen dove, dove. <laughs> this se- uh, Madden seventeen is seems to be a big jump forward for the Madden franchise, where they actually ironed out a bunch of the issues of past games. Um, the gameplay has been great so far. The franchise mode brings everything that's important to the front to the forefront and suppresses the things that aren't important. So after every game, it's like here are the big things you have to do. Like these players want to renegotiate their contracts. Uh, these are the things you need to do for your game plan, and it doesn't bog you down with like going through everything and figuring it all out. Yeah. So uh, it's also expedited the game by letting you just, there's a mode where you can just play the key moments of the game. So it'll simulate all the kind of boring stuff in the middle. You play the red zone opportunities, you play the defensive stands on like third down. Uh, anything it deems a big moment, it's basically supposed to cut the game in half like down to a third of the game as far as time goes. So, so far, early reviews, I think it might be worth your money if you're a Madden person. Um, but you know, you might also want to wait and see if EA can establish that game because Madden kind of fell behind after what it was when we were growing up. Yes, it did. Um, so it might be back, but there's the review. Good sign so far, and it looks like Madden might be worth your buy for the first time in a while. So. All right. I'm excited for it. Um, so my final drive is to all the fall lovers out there. <laughs> Everyone who just loves fall and can't get enough of fall, um, I have to say, chill out. Relax. Fall's coming. It's going to be here, but it's still summer, okay? Dunkin' Donuts is rolling out pumpkin. Everyone's getting pumped is it, is up. pumpkin out already? It, I, I asked for flavors recently, and they said wow. they said pump, we have pumpkin spice in the back. Wow. So everyone's kind of getting a little too antsy because after fall is winter, and everyone hates winter. Everyone should hate winter. It's a terrible season. Um, but fall is great. Everyone loves fall. Don't get me wrong. I love fall. It's probably one of my top three seasons <laughs> so after summer obviously and so people who are getting too amped up for fall i get it i understand there's a lot of great things about fall i read i read something about fall today and i got like chills i was like wow fall's great but it's not summer yet or it's not fall yet so let summer be let it be summer until it's too chilly to ignore fall and then enjoy fall yeah. you gotta enjoy it while it's here because if you're thinking ahead you're, you're missing out on the present, and the present let, is yeah. is a pretty nice summer day. Agreed. You got to let it happen. Yeah. Um, so fall's on its way, everyone. It'll be here, I promise. We don't we don't lose out on fall in Boston. We just lose out on spring. Yep. Okay. So spring, you can cry for. 
fall. It'll happen. Yeah. I, trust me. Yeah. Enjoy summer while it's here. Yeah. That's all I got. I can't believe they have the pumpkin already. That's yes. disappointing. So. That's it for episode 33 of You Heard It Here Second. Uh, thanks again to Kevin Doherty, our guest uh, here in the second quarter, the former potential Olympian. Uh, and also thanks to everybody who contributed to the uh, wedding montage for John and Brianna Robertson. Congrats again, guys. Congrats again to you both. Unbelievable wedding. Yeah. Unbelievable couple. Phenomenal uh, weekend and uh, two great people. So uh, best wishes to you guys uh, in the rest of your life because we'll never see you again because John won't hang out with us anymore. Bye. And that's it. So episode 33 is in the books. We'll see you guys next week for episode 34. Later days. <laughs>